Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Black Girls Talk. It is the first episode of the third season. You guys already know what it is, where we talk about a lot of things. Sometimes they matter, sometimes they don't, but they are always entertaining. As always, we're your hosts, Karel and Emily Rose, and today we're kicking it off. It's Black History Month. We're celebrating our Blackness, and we're going to talk about what it is to experience Black History Month as Canadian. We are back. We are Black. We're fantastic, beautiful, and we are so happy to, you know, be able to come back with you guys. Well, we're actually going to come back a bit later, but we thought we might as well, you know, give you guys a few episodes for Black History Month. We can't just be silent, you know, so we thought we'd just um, come in and talk about how we've experienced Black History Month over the years um, in the beautiful, supposedly, country that is Canada. Um, but yeah, we, did you have something to say? No, this is like a random point, but can we talk about natural hair at one point? Yes. You know, I... I expected to see a couple Black History Month promos for natural hair, actually. Because natural hair like, is such <clears throat> expensive. I expected somebody to pity us. No, because let's be honest about it. The people who are supposed to be giving us discounts are not giving us discounts. Mm-hmm. Why are there no Black History Month discounts? Because I'm getting Valentine's Day discounts. Valentine's Day discounts, but no BHM discount. Is What's true? What's, because everywhere you see it, the, the, you see the Kente cloth in the Sephora's. You see all of, you know, the, the Black employees are brought to the forefront. And yet we're not getting any discounts, no reparations, no we're nothing. $300 for hair. So what's the truth? I had to travel like three hours to get this hair done. Pardon? Three hours. Yeah, because I took the bus because I couldn't drive that far because I'm not that good a driver. Wait, back up, back up, back up. Do you not? Ha- oh, you, do, I you have don't have it. your G2? I just don't like driving on the highway when it's like, well, I don't like driving on the highway in general. So I take like all the back roads and it would have taken me like two hours just to take the back roads. And that's too much work. What city so, did you get it done in? Brampton. <laughs> Mind you, I was like completely off the direction. <laughs> you took a- the bus from Ajax to Brampton? I don't live in Ajax. I live farther, literally all the way to Brampton. Because the hair, getting your hair done is so expensive. So expensive. But three hours of the bus is never worth no, it. It was worth it's it. never it worth it. Also because they wash hair and I didn't have like my hair washing stuff at the time since I was staying home. So I went there, they washed my hair, they did it. It didn't even take that long. You know, like anyone else would have lasted like a good eight hours. This took like five hours at most. It was, personally, I liked it. I enjoyed my experience. Three hours to get there. Yes. It took five hours for them to do it. It took three hours for you to come back. Get back, yeah. Yeah, and it was worth it because the way they're charging, they're charging so much for hair. Oh, not over four inches. Oh, extra. Bruh, let's talk about the anti-blackness in the um, braiding community. Bruh, is it every day come with your hair straightened, blow dry, da, 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 da. And it's like, bro. And then also they have, like, there's like a, a, what's it called? A disdain for like 4C hair. Like just in the natural hair community in general, like they think they think that 4C hair is dry unless like it's there's like a thousand million different products in it that like defines your curl pattern. But it's like, bro, like just because my hair doesn't like swirl off the top of my head, like it that doesn't mean that my hair is dry. Like your if your hair needs to be like weighed down by five thousand different products to like produce a curl pattern, maybe. That's just not your curl pattern. Like that's maybe just that's just not what it does. Like 
I was so there was a time when like I would watch all these natural the natural beauty pages you know the natural hair pages and I was just like why doesn't my hair do that why doesn't my hair act like that why is it that when I do this you know I do abc one two three like the girls doing it my hair isn't coming out why are my braid it's outs not. coming out you know bone straight beach waves <laughs> braid outs listen enemy of progress braid outs twist outs I'm so sorry people who like successfully do those are lying I don't know mm-hmm. there has to be some type of like professional mechanism because I've never ever ever successfully completed those and then let's also talk about people lying about their hair patterns because people will be like oh 4c bitch that's 3a like that's not like what does that mean Who are that's you not with that like and exactly and 4c people actually see that and wonder why their hair isn't like that Ugh, ugh, I can't stand it I honestly can't anti anti-black if you're a hairdresser in this economy and you're charging people 200 plus first of all playing over 200 dollars for hair is crazy paying oh, like that's insane and i get it y'all are gonna sit there and tell me it's hard work but like for regular regular styles like they're getting like knotless box braid knotless braids i can't even and they're giving you braids 200 bu- like bruh. at least 200 bucks bruh like and no, that's why include the deposit in that shit, and they try to sneak bro. This is a $25 deposit. Sneak in, like bro. I love black people, and I support black businesses, but we need to do better, bro. Like honestly, I was doing my own hair for a year because of no. how expensive that shit was. No, I was even I was this like bro, but no. My friend did it, bro. My friend, it goes literally down to my past. So your friend did bro. your hair. My friend braided my hair. Yeah. I found a friend who can braid hair. You know, alhamdulillah, because... Yo, <laughs> at this point. Niggas, and then they charge, expect like, for, like, the jumbo box braids, they'll charge you 160 What does that even mean? They're, like, seven braids on my head. <laughs> Why? Like, what? You'll look at the men's hairstyles. Like, when they do men's hairstyles, they'll do, like, a small variation of that hair, like, the hairstyles that they do for women. It'll be, like, $30. $25 and you're doing these small ass cornrows, these intricate <laughs> designs that like dollar but signs that's, all over it. That's up, like. But that's 35. <laughs> but I want seven cornrows to the back of my head. That's $110. Does that make sense? Does that like let's be, you know, I don't want to slander people, slander the blacks during Black History Month. <laughs> Man, you know, like let's look out for one another because. You can't come and bankrupt yourself for hair. For hair. Like, like it's a whole ass invest- investment. Like, a good... Like, it literally, like... People, it could be, like, a good chunk of their paycheck. Like, good, half your paycheck. Hair is literally part of my monthly expenses. Like, if I think... Like, when I calculate my budget, like, I have to factor in the <laughs> fact that I want to get my hair done. And, like, depending on what you do with your hair, too. Like, you could add in, like, hair products. So that's also very expensive. Ish. Bro. Products, those expenses sneak up on you. Like, what the fuck? I feel like the natural hair care movement has bamboozled us because I do not think it should be this complicated to take care of your hair, right? White people, they wake up, they wash their hair twice a week, they brush it once or twice, and then they're good, right? And I understand that our hair is like a different texture. It's more delicate, right? But it should not have to be a thing where washing your hair takes seven hours. It should like, it, it, it should day, not, right? bruh, wash day, where it's like you wash day as in, if I want to wash my hair, I cannot go out at night. As in, you need to be, okay, so you need to 
detangle and then you need to finger detangle and you need to comb and then you need to deep condition and you need to comb again Jacques, and then you need all of these products like it really should the not be that people like the, the, pro- the proteins you know, if you sleep on the right side of the bed then your head like bruh I, I can't come and kill myself for hair like i saw a tweet yesterday that said like at one point we're just gonna have to accept that it's hair and that it grows mm-hmm. back like Bro, we need to. Yeah, I remember the tweet was talking about like how this person was tying their hair too much because of work. Yeah, but it's like, bro, like what? If my uniform for work requires me tying my hair, now I need to purchase a whole separate type of genre. It's at the end of the day, just so I can do a ponytail. Yeah, bro. At the end of the day, I understand why we have this like attachment to hair because it's kind of been this whole thing for so long. We're like, black women can't have, black women have short hair, black women can't grow hair. Da, 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 da. But it's like, we are the only community that is like this invested in like the length of our hair. Like, white women cut their hair off every two months. Like, I have a friend who like every like a few like months, she's like, you know what? Kind of want to cut my hair. And it's not a thing of like, oh, are you sure? Like, it won't like, Hair goes back. Yo, these women will take scissors, tie their hair up. Pop, 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 pop. Literally, for a fucking TikTok. I just literally, cut it. They'll literally watch a TikTok video once. And then once. Doing it. Like, cut their hair, dye it with box dye, bleach it at home. Da, 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 da. Hair ruined, shambles. Don't give a fuck. They do not care. But I it's me tying my hair in a bun. Like, I want to die. I want to wake up, dye my hair, cut my hair. I want to cut my hair short. You know, like, I'm I, like, you know, I was actually thinking of cutting my hair short, but I was like, all these hairdressers that can't do like under four, four inches. inches. Oh my gosh, you're killing me. No, because when the reason I didn't like big chop my hair, the reason I transitioned instead of like, like cutting all of it off was because like, I'm a braids girl. Um, I also think. I'm very happy. I tweeted this like literally yesterday that like adults are wearing braids again because like in the 2000s, it was very much like wigs. And if you did braids, it was like micro braids. But like now it's like adults are very like wearing like actual like braided styles and it's like a thing again, which makes me very happy because I'm not a braids girl. uh, I'm not a wig girl. And then the people who hate on braids girls, like the girl who said braids are not a birthday style. Wigs are expensive. Oh, Emily, I bought one wig. (laughs) <laughs> one wig never fucking again like i don't get how people do that shit wigs are so expensive and it's also like maintenance like you need to know how to like do it's all of like the app- applications you and stuff you know you need to know how to take it off without like ripping your edges without ripping your hair you need to know how to like wash the wig you need to know how to condition you need to know how to tangle the wig you need to know how to oh if you want a new style dye the wig oh my gosh mm-hmm. Like, like no other human being like i don't have like, time to be taken i don't have time like so I, i'm 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 a braids girl what does it take long to install them yes but also I do i have peace them. when i wake up in the morning and i could just you know and go yes like, that I makes me ecstatic and i keep living life makes me very happy mm-hmm. um uh yeah braid li- hair length let it go like it's like especially if it's not on your own head too that's the thing like Mm -hmm. if someone wants to cut their hair wake up die again why do you care like why is it such a thing of like oh my god her hair she's damaging her hair like because my hair goes like like my hair is longer than like the average in my canada has long hair guys 
and my aunt. <laughs> Kaka has long hair, guys. She just wants to let you know. I don't long have hair. long hair. I don't think you I do. Long hair. I think it's you like, do. Okay. Anyways, um, it like goes to my shoulders or like my collarbone, whatever. And I've been wanting to cut it off. And then people are like, "No, your hair's so pretty. I love your hair." Okay. What that <laughs> what got does to, that do have to do with me? Like, I, wish I had your hair. If I had your hair, you don't. Kaka. You can't do that. No, like, yeah. As someone who I've been going through like my natural hair care journey, um, can't count. At first, it was very difficult when like, because if you watch like a lot of different hair care regimens, the people use like 50,000 different products and all of these things to kind of like maintain their hair. And then I kind of sort of like got over it. Like I gave up. It's like real, like our ancestors were not using 50,000 different products to no, maintain their not. hair. And if you see like pictures of like, you know, like um, ancient, like Africa, like they had long hair and it wasn't everyday deep condition. It wasn't everyday. So it's realistically, it's like, as long as you like moisturize your hair, use water, you know, you don't like, you don't like stress it too much. Like your hair grows most when you leave it alone. Like mm-hmm. is literally what everybody tells you, but then it's everyday manipul. Okay, mm-hmm. so you do a twist out and then you put it up and then genre. Oh, protein like oh my gosh. Mm-mm. Um honestly, no. it's when I do my hair. Like I feel like the concept of relaxing your hair is so demonized, but it's like, man, bro, relaxing my hair didn't destroy my hair the way it did. Man, I would be doing that shit. I'd be running on the relaxer because I'm it's not even like it's not even on a like oh, I don't like the texture of my hair type shit because I really love what I can do with my natural hair. But it's a lot of work. It's See, easier, bro. Like, I can't I just say it's tiring. Like, I'm no, tired. That, bro, we try, they try to make, oh, taking care of your natural hair isn't that hard. I'm tired. <laughs> like, it's tiring. Like, oh, the hair that grows out of your head is tiring? Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes ma'am. Needing to detangle it in the way that I need to detangle it without ripping out chunks of my scalp it's hard it's tiring um and i don't like it well i like my hair but i don't like the processes Mm -hmm. that i need to go through to get my hair to look the way i want it to look i am 20 years old and i still cannot do my edges um stand in that i well well one i don't have any edges so that's one like um in the because i have this like tick where i like pick the um front of my hair mm. um so i don't have any edges there to begin with but even like on the side like i don't really know how to swoop them lay them down da, 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 da. and like especially now when the whole baby hairs things is like so like yeah, um, it's like now it's like a whole thing it's, it's very I, intricate like, so I sometimes to, i just don't do it it's too much work because like i don't know like, I don't know. Well, I'm, if I have 15 minutes of time, I'm cramming and I have a 50 extra, 15 extra minutes, I'm not going to spend it swooping, laying, da, 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 dryer, dryer. No, I'm going to. I'm not. I'm going to get a snack. I'm, no, like, I think edges, I've, I would only ever do my edges when my braids get like old, old. Yeah. And then so like stuff starts coming up on the side and then I like brush it back a little bit. Yeah, Mais même là, c'est pas des swoop 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 no like no even then headband you know you just put a headband, <laughs> nice right here. headband like i don't know that's just been weighing on my chest 
for a really long time. Like the natural <laughs> hair community is pissing me off. Like every time I see posts about natural hair, I want to hit somebody because it's always so like, like even though it's like a movement for the black community, it has now become centered around like white supremacy, like, like loose, te- loosely textured hair. Like what? Because when we talk about curls, like oh, love your curls. We're not talking about four C. We're talking about like love your like Zendaya curls, love yeah. your Yara Shahidi curls. You know, we're not talking like coarse, thick hair. That's not what we're talking about, and that's what mm-hmm. pisses me off. Mm-hmm. Like oh, I can only braid four inches of hair. Why? I'm thinking about how like people talk about how when they wear different hairstyles, they get different reactions or they get treated differently by people. Have you ever experienced that? No, well, I don't, like, I think the only people I would get, like, treated differently by is, like, white people, like, in professional spaces. So, like, when I was um, élève conseillère, maybe, like, maybe, like, a different hairstyle. Student trustee. Oh, student trustee, my bad. But, like, when I was working with, like, the school board, um, I think when I had, what hairstyles did I have? When I did that, I had braids. Did I get locks? You wear you wore braids like you've just been like loyal to your braids. Bro, because every like I wore, I think every time I've worn like a wig or a weave, people like made fun of me yeah. and it looked bad. So like I, I kind of just, that. you know, I kind of just stuck to what I because that's the thing. I guess I do get treated differently when I wear wigs people laugh at me so he but like not in like a like by men and stuff I didn't really feel as though different kind of men approached me based on my hairstyles I wore a weave one time oh my gosh that's like like it's a story it's a thing of horrors but not just because it's like not just because it looked bad on me because I picked like this very terrible color I don't know if you remember it it was like school bus yellow like it was really <laughs> wait I think I can find it here actually because my best friend and my boyfriend have a, a group chat with me and he made a point to send it in the group chat to mock me so it was something that I was willfully oh, the ombre oh, I remember that so terrible I remember it was so terrible I hated it um but yeah no I don't dibble dabble in weaves anymore that's too much work for me you know I actually thought blonde was not my color because of that but I really like this blonde so see it was but just a weave that, working against me but do you feel that people <laughs> treat you differently like based on like the different hairstyles so when you have um nose braids when you have passion like passion twists when you have like locks like do you feel like you get treated differently no I don't but like a lot of people have experienced it Well, funny enough, like, I was just thinking about that, how, like, every time I get my hair done, even when I know it's a super shitty style, I can always count on my dad to praise me and hype me up as if it's, like, the best hairstyle I've ever had on my head. (laughs) Cannot relate. Really? But my dad is... Ugly? (laughs) No, no, no. I can't, no. But my dad, like, he doesn't like long hair, and he doesn't like colorful hair. And so you can see why like and so right now my hair goes past my bum um and like when I would get my hair braided at home when I was in high school I would typically do like shoulder length and at one point when I did get that wig uh the weave whatever he was like why is it so long and I think it went like mid back ish 
Um, and like last year, I was in first year uni and I had purple braids. Mm-hmm. And then he looked at me and he was like, why is your hair blue? And oh I was like, God. it's purple. And no, and it was literally like a dark purple. Like it's like you can it's only see it like in light. Exactly. Yeah. It was like, why does it need to be purple? And I was like, okay. But my mom loves it though. My mom, my mom's always hyping me up. She's that girl. Like every time I get my hair done, she's like, oh my God, it looks so nice. Like every time I get my hair done, I call her, send her pictures. But I feel like people like my, what I get like curly hair more than when I have straight hair. So I realized that like people like me in passion twists more than in box braids. Passion twists don't last long though. So that's unfortunate. But they look like people like, appreciate the style more but I don't think I get like treated better when I'm in them I don't know you know it's all the same to me I mean like on you it's just like all the same to me it's just like because you always do like the same like kinds so it's just like yeah I'm just doing the front you know (laughs) she's basic but I wanted to talk um going back to actually discussing Black History Month I wanted to talk a bit about um labor the labor that you're expected to do during Black History Month as a Black person, because I'm, I'm currently like volunteering, right? And they were asking in the group chat, they're like, oh, we want to make posts about Black History Month. And they're like, okay, if anyone has ideas, shoot them, shoot them up, you know, like send ideas. And I was like, oh, you know what? I put in my to-do list, you know, send them a couple ideas for Black History Month. And then I remembered that I'm the only Black member on the group. And I was like, you know, like as much as I do want to contribute, nothing has happened since that message was sent. And I know I'm the only person who's actually going to contribute something. So it's just like always like having black people. I feel like there's this like, because everyone knows I'm the only black person in the group. So I feel like there's kind of like this silent expectation that, okay, you know, Carol's gonna send her little black content our way and we're just gonna repost it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like so many groups are like expected to do the labor for these other groups that just don't really feel like it. Or just like, we're just gonna hide behind the, oh, we don't wanna do the wrong thing to not have to put in the labor, not have to pay you for the labor, not have to actually recognize that you put in most of the labor and just be able to stamp their name on it. Yeah, um, I don't really experience that as much now because like I only work with black orgs. Oops, (laughs) I made it a point in my university life. Um, But in high school, I experienced that a lot, you know, like stuff, everything related to like blackness because I was only the only black person, the eyes would kind of like, turn to Emily you know it's like okay what should we do for BHM you know what do we think do we think this is a good idea you know like are we are we headed in the in the right direction is this okay is this offensive and like I get it because like not okay I get it because I understand that like especially now doing the wrong thing or or appearing racially insensitive can like really fuck people up like can really like ruin careers brands whatever so I understand the desire to like be politically correct or to like get opinions from black people however comma that does not mean that like we should be the only ones putting in work for the creation of black history month content especially if it's not a black organization like if your organization says I want to do something for black history month then do something for black history month like your employees will help because they're your employees but like it should not be and should not fall on them to organize something that they did not like want to organize in the first place 
Yeah. Like, yeah. And oftentimes, like, companies, organizations, clubs, and all that, they'll, like, get all these Black people working for them, you know, giving the impression that they're all about diversity, but that won't be reflected in any other, like, like facet of that work environment so it's like yes black history month martin luther king nelson mandela but it's like also you know racially insensitive workplace you know like you don't necessarily feel listened to you feel ignored but you know nelson mandela i have a dream you know like it's tokenism is killing my people fake wokeness is killing my people it's Mm -hmm. the same shit that happened like after george floyd passed like when everyone was doing the we stand in solidarity with our black but your institution was created by a slave owner and you don't want to remove the statue like what are we really talking about here like why like what 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 is the facade for and it's so like transparent like they'll put their one black employee at the front and do like a little diversity day and then think that like that <laughs> automatically bruh what's the diversity training equity training qua, qua, oh qua, qua. like bro i like i get it because it's like what else do you want us to do but it's like no i want you to implement that in your like actual policies and the way like you actually function listen to black people when they're telling you hey this is happening you know but the issue is that like policy hardly especially at these like pwis or like environments in general doesn't actually translate into action like yeah that's every place every workplace has a diversity equity training anti like my school now we have a an anti-black racism plan um that's being implemented over the next like five years um and then all of that shit but it's still like professors calling us the blacks you know like I just I don't know how about because people don't actually want to do the work that is required to not reconcile but like to actually erase their biases or to diminish their biases they just want to say that they're doing exactly like if they can do if they say oh we stand in solidarity then they don't have to like deal with the fact that actually they're low-key racist you know they don't need to deal with the fact that they don't actually interact with any black people on a right you know that's crazy you know that some white people actually like never need to interact with black people ever they need yeah. in their certain like they do not need to interact with people of color at all i mean don't you remember like in high school when because emily and i were really were pretty involved in high school and we met quite a few people who were like meeting black people like some of us were probably like the first black the first people. like that's just so crazy yeah. to me especially because like that's just it boggles like it blows my mind I it's, mean, when you hear some people talk it's really not that surprising like i mean it's not like like you hear the way certain people talk i remember this one girl i felt like i was one of the few black people she had met because she came to me and she's like wow oh my gosh your hair looks just like mine when it's dirty and I was like, wow. <laughs> and it was like my first time being like, cause Emily and I were involved in like political, kind of the political scene. And it was my first time being at an AGM. So an annual general meeting. 
Um, and so I was like confused, young, didn't know what I was doing, trying to fit in. And this girl who had this pretty big position within like the organization, the group. What did you say? I was like, okay. And I just sat down. Like, I didn't even know what, I was so like shocked. No, cause. I did, we weren't even like having a conversation or anything. I was walking in, I was speaking to nobody. And she just came up to me just like that out of nowhere. And she startled me. And then she just started saying that. And I was just like, okay. And I just like, I was already so nervous seeing like all these like big names, <laughs> like seeing all these like big people that I kept hearing all over the place. And then like this random girl just comes in and I'm just like, okay, you know? So it was just like, where does this even come from? Like, this is the first time, like I keep hearing of you. Now I'm seeing you in real life. And this is the first thing you have to say to me. I'm ashamed. But yeah, like, Black History Month in Canada was the most like not perform. It is like on a larger scale, it is very performative. I know like black people make the most of it, but on a larger scale, black a Black History Month has always been like the most performative BS. Like, did you see? I don't know if you saw like that one airline that put like the colors, like the kind of like Black History Month colors in a circle, like on their logo. Like that was the most ridiculous shit. And they're not changing anything internally. They're not addressing, they're not like. Cause I think we need to sit and think about like, what is actually the goal of Black History Month? You know, is it just awareness or is it like, okay. And then if it's just awareness, right? What does this, aware? because I met this guy and he was like, oh, I didn't even know it was Black History Month until she told me, until like one of my other friends who's a Black, until she told me. I was like, but then I asked him where he's from. Cause I'm like, I know that in England, like in the UK, they have it in October. I was like, okay, maybe he just didn't know the month. And he was just like, oh, I'm from Miami. And I was like, okay, they, that's the state. Like they, they do that there. Like, why did you, they, it he's like, there. yeah, I mean, like, yeah, like I'm from Miami. So it's more so like Latinos and stuff. So it's like, I knew it was a thing, but like people just like, wouldn't really care about it. People just wouldn't like really like make a big deal of things. And Black History Month is kind of like one of those, it's kind of like, like alongside um, Women's History Month. Is it Women's History Month? Women, International Women's Day. I swear there's a month. Isn't the there month is. of March? I don't think anyone like celebrates. Like I know there's International Women's Day, March 8th. March 8th. Okay, but I, I think, think it's just like the month a- of the women that extends. I don't know. Like, yeah. I know okay. International Women's Day. And then Pride Month is June, June. July, June. Yeah, June. I think alongside those, it's kind of like one of those things where it's just like people like profit off of it, off of appearing woke, and then like yeah. don't actually do anything structurally to change their organization. So it's like, what? Like, I get the benefit for like black people. So it's like hearing you know, our history, but then again, whose history, um, hearing, because especially as, like, a Black Canadian, African, too, like, we always hear about Black American history, or, like, in the month, in the time of Black History Month, we always hear about Black American history, which Mm -hmm. is good, because, like, that's still just, like, general knowledge, but it's, like, why don't we ever focus on, like, the black heroes that resulted from Canadian oppression um, of black people, I've heard right? That. Because there were black slaves in Canada too, guys. Fun little fact: oh. black I slaves mean, in Canada 
um, it was not just like the end of the railroad for people because it was actually like a reverse railroad. Fun fact, like some like black Canadian slaves were actually like escaping to some areas in the States as well. Uh, but we never hear those stories or we never hear stories about like black triumph in Canada kind of contributing to the whole angel, um, the whole Canada's angel complex thing. So Black History Month kind of as Karel mentioned earlier serves as kind of I think an additional um, layer in this kind of big Canadian conspiracy of multiculturalism and acceptance um, because the way in which Canada does it does not highlight the what's it called the way in which Canada does it does not highlight its own shortcomings but more so those of the United States kind of Mm -hmm. further perpetuating that Mm -hmm. yeah I'm surprised you haven't heard of like Viola Desmond yeah I have okay or like all the other like I don't remember the names specifically there's um but they like to talk I feel like in Canada they like to talk about a lot about first black person to do this first black person to do that versus this is the struggle like this is these are the conditions that Canada set up for these people not to be able to do this like oh like slavery in Canada or like discrimination like they don't want to talk about Africville what they did to Africville you know like they don't want to talk about those things but they want to talk about this is the first black person to do this this is the first black person to do that they don't want to talk about like the racism that these people experienced I don't know like I've experienced that a lot more just like talking about the first black people to enter a certain space versus black people who prevailed due to like despite Canada's oppression or just like the way Canada like um mistreated or was violent towards black people and you were talking before about like whose history are we talking about and I experienced that distinction a lot like in the African like with Africans because I work a lot with Africans and it's like Africans love making the distinction with like African-Americans like at least like the Africans I've met I remember um I was talking one time because like I write I write um articles and so I was asked asked to write an article about Black History Month and I was proposed to write an article about um um in French it, it sounds way better in French but it's like the history of those of African descent you know like the month of the history of those of African descent instead of just saying Black History Month because it's meant to differentiate like at first I thought it was meant to be more inclusive to Africans but like I was talking a bit more about it and I realized it was meant to differentiate like Africans and African Americans like it's like it's meant to say like oh this celebration for African Americans is not for all Black people you know we don't want to be included in whatever y'all have going on there we like I don't know like what Africans do to celebrate their history but like we have or whatever we do our stuff y'all do yours we don't want to be included in it and I feel like it's so weird like this like desire to be so separated because like whenever anyone like offers that there's always like this disdain like oh I just don't like the idea of Black History Month I don't like being included in the title but it's like why not you know, because at the end of the day, these are often like, I've only had this conversation with people who are in Canada. So if they make a contribution on Canadian soil, like generations from now, they'll be celebrated it during Black History Month because of the contribution and where they made that contribution. You know, even though like, we don't always celebrate people who like, like we don't always celebrate Africans are making like contributions on African soil. The minute you come here to Canada, I feel like that's when you enter the territory of like, 
you can be you can make black history you know because I always wonder like how because like we were talking about it the other time like how do you become part of like Canadian black history and I do feel it's just like coming to Canadian soul and making a contribution because a lot of people that are celebrated aren't necessarily from Canada or like aren't born here I think the issue is that like people's origins aren't really highlighted so that like it leads people to feel disconnected so if you just say that like x person x is from new brunswick like that's cool but i don't give a fuck like what like what that got to do with me you know like it can lead especially if you're like african you might not feel a specific connect to these people especially if you're like a recent immigrant because it's like you know, like, what does that have to do with, like, I feel like if we highlighted more, because most Black Canadians now, at least, unless you're in, like, Nova Scotia, aren't from here, yeah. um, people are immigrating from other places, so I think if you, like, highlighted the origins of the people that we talk about during Black History Month, that could be cool, so it's like, oh, person X is of Jamaican descent, or person Y is from you know Ivory Coast I think that would give people more of a sense of like I don't know belonging um within African history um specifically uh, not African history my bad um between with Black Canadian history um but you're talking about like Viola Desmond and stuff but it's like we at least in elementary school high school we did not talk about those people like the people we talked about during Black History Month were who? Nelson Mandela, of course, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, um, like the very like stereotypical, like you think of Black rebellion, revolution, leadership, you think of those specific people, that's it. Like we did not go beyond like the stereotypical. And then even then we didn't go into that, that much depth. Like, what do I know about yeah. Rosa Parks other than the fact that she sat on a bus on and a bus. she said no like that's it you know Nelson Mandela was in prison for x years yeah. but what do we actually know about apartheid like what did we actually learn about it like we didn't actually even learn about the social movements surrounding the creation of these historical and important black figures mm-hmm. we just learned about like them like and what they did mm-hmm. which is important but I also think that that kind of minimizes like their actual work because like you don't really see all of the adversity that it has to go through because if you're like, oh, you know, they said no and people were racist. Like, yeah, that's bad. But it's like, if you actually dive into what Rosa Parks actually faced and what she actually went through, it's a lot deeper than that. And it gives you like a deeper appreciation for the history. Um, so I don't know, that's why I think like, Black History Month uh, in Canada. I don't know. Maybe it's just like the way I experienced it, but it's like kind of bullshit. Like Black History Month in Canada. I think we just like kind of took it an extension. Like, oh, the U.S. is just like our neighbors doing it, so we just like kind of like went. Yeah, I don't like do that good a job at celebrating actual Black Canadian history. Black Canadian history, and I feel like that's that could be why like. Africans come in like it's this new country like they come in new country February rolls around and now they're being told that they're celebrated but it's like this country's rude as fuck to me like these people don't like me I'm being actively discriminated against for housing for jobs for everything I'm struggling 24 7 and you want to tell me that this is my month 
you know you want to tell me like this is my this is my time to celebrate what am I celebrating you know like I people here are racist y'all want to come in February you want to celebrate me like never before as if you ever liked me you know like they're plastering your name all over the place and then they're going to spit on you in March so also I think that's always kind of rubby the wrong way and there's probably a reason for it but why is Black History Month the month of the Negroes people from hot areas in the dead of winter, in the shortest month of the year. That I don't understand. And there's definitely a reason why the Americans chose February. That was a reason. But like, bitch, after, like the snow, like, so it's not, even, so we can't even do like parades and like barbecues and floats and stuff. Like you can't even celebrate in the way like that black people would want to celebrate by being outside. You can't do that because it's cold. Like, Who's, who's going to do a Black History Month float in the snow? <laughs> I know there is a reason why. Because I know it started off as like Black History Week. And then it yeah. extended to the, the month. Yeah. But like, I feel like Canada did not need to do that. Because Canada just took it from this. Canada could have done it in Something July. Else. Yeah. And August. August would have been a cute Black History Fantastic. Month. Fantastic. July. Like, give us heat. Give us sun. Give us enjoyment. Why are we... February. February is the best month of the year because I'm born in it, you know, point blank, period. But also, it's cold as hell. Like, I feel like as a month honoring people of African descent, that was just not the smartest choice. I don't know. It's a really random thought, but I always think about it and I thought I would say it. So y'all might call me dumb, but leave me alone. Um, I never said I was smart, so. Okay. And you were talking about, like, the people that they discuss during Black History Month. I feel like another thing they like to do is talk about black history or like black struggle as if it's the it's a thing of the past like they don't like to talk about the way like systems of oppression have transcended over to be fair that's critical race theory and they're fighting really hard to make sure we never learn about that but they don't like talking about the ways like how does Martin Luther King's like legacy continue on today? Because what he was fighting for back then is not that much different from what his kids are fighting for today. Like I follow some, I follow one of his kids on Twitter and it's not that different. She literally just retweets or just like tweets things he said and they continue to apply today. So like, we don't talk a lot about like these people's legacy, what they left behind. You know, we don't talk about the ways in which people have continued their stories today. We don't talk about those kinds of things. And I, well, it's very intentional, of course, because we don't want to continue talking about how like, oh, there's a long way to go. Like we like talking about, you know, oh, look at, look at past Canada, you know, look at the United States, look at those failures, you know, we're fantastic. Negroes can sit wherever they want on our buses. Yeah. They're yeah. free now. Yes. They work to free. free the people. Yes. So it's like, it's like, it's something that really, it bothers me. It bothers me so much because it stops us from actually celebrating Black history today. Like the people who actually make history today. There's a lot of like, oh yeah, the first back then, because then it's talking about how like, because we don't want to confront the fact that even today, Black people are still struggling to enter certain spaces. You know, we don't want to talk about the barriers that are still set up today for Black people. So it's just like, oh, yeah, back in the day, Black people couldn't be this, couldn't be that, you know? But, like, to, even today, Black people can be a lot of things. There are still a lot of Black firsts. Is it not embarrassing? Every day you see, oh, for like, I was watching, like, I saw an Instagram post where it's, like, where ASAP Rocky was saying that, like, he was the first Black Vogue 
model or something or so, for some magazine asap rocky. rocky is 30 something what asap rocky was the first like black male i think was it vogue or was it gq or something like one of those big magazines Simone Biles was definitely the first black uh, gymnast to do a lot of shit like black people Tiana Taylor was the first black woman to cover was it Maxim magazine y'all fit in y'all need to check my sources but she was the first like black woman to cover that magazine and that was like last year two years ago like black firsts are happening every day and so this constant narrative of like as you were saying you know, in a time of oppression, oppression, Jackie Robinson freed the blacks and let them enter sports. And now, like, boom, because he did that, there's no more discrimination in sports and black people can do whatever they want and play however they want and be the greatest they can be. That's kind of the way Black History Month is being set up mm-hmm. like by not talking about like current history makers. And I feel like that needs to be changed because history isn't stagnant. It's constantly being like reinvented and it's being added to and so I feel like in addition mm-hmm. to celebrating those who like created the legacy um that people are um you know using today I feel like it's also important to celebrate those who are currently making history so don't just celebrate them when they're dead celebrate them when they're here yeah when um, they're here to actually be able to talk on the contribution that they make like I don't know I feel like the whole concept of like wanting people to be frozen in the past plus ooh, the way they like they'll only show you black and white pictures of like like you'll see colored pictures of everything else but when it comes to martin luther king walking down the street it's black and white as if those colored pictures aren't readily available like this want this like obsession with freezing our story in the past like we continue to exist live breathe today we continue to express I mean sorry experience discrimination today and it's like wanting so badly for us to be silent about the fact that we still have to fight today it's like oh you still have to fight today well what about you know 50 years ago when people were drinking from you know black people fountains there are only fountains and speaking of 50 years ago you know who was alive 15 years ago some of our prime ministers and presidents were like literally some of these like 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 some of these little girls going to school little black girls going to school for the first time getting rocks thrown at them getting spat at i was about to mention that our president was probably there spitting with her spitting with them like i had to google it ruby bridges so the first um african-american child to desegregate the all-white william france elementary school she is currently 67 she she was she went to that school in 1960 she's only 67 yeah. years old she's old i've had profs older than that like bruh we like the whole as we were seeing the whole black and white it's in the past like pictures of like um black kids in like cages and stuff like it's to make us think that it was so long ago but it's like bitch like that shit is recent some of these people are like, running our country knowing damn well they were there they were there they like you saw that and you were parents. shaking your head exactly you saw a little black girl going saw to school and she cried the lies of america like no it's really not as um ancient as they would like us to think and like they like the timeline is all distorted because mm-hmm. rosa parks only died in 2005 so that's 20 ish no less than 20 years ago that's 15 years ago 
15 years ago. So Rosa Parks was alive at the same time as someone made it. Like, was Rosa Parks alive at the same time as like Snoop Dogg or something? Like someone like- that po- Yeah, cause it's like, <laughs> you have to think about it like that. Like Rosa Parks oh, was alive fuck. at the same time as her parents. Like Rosa Parks was alive at the same time as her parents. If you were born before, as us actually. Because we were born in 2002. She died in 2005. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you meant like alive, like kind of same age type thing. I was about to say. Uh, okay, no, 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 no. But it's like, we were alive in Rosa Parks' lifetime. Yeah. So like, it's really not that like. It's ancient. not that long ago. Yeah. Wow. Oh, Snoop Dogg. She's so wild. No, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it was Snoop Dogg, but like I saw the post, like someone posted like, Rosa Parks probably listened to Tupac's music or something like she could have like re- like she could like she was alive for that oh she really could have been like a Tupac fan a Biggie fan a Snoop fan. like she could have been listening to like NWA like she had access like oh my gosh that? and you know I find it really interesting that especially in Canada we're moving as if racism is dead as if right now I can't go to class because there's a bunch of like white supremacist truckers invading my downtown area literally all like in places in Canada like fucking Toronto Alberta Ottawa like truckers are out here in the streets hauling up these Trump flags these swastikas these confederate flags like this thing that really fucking pissed me off I I don't know if it was like a a couple years ago or if it was like last year but this one this black man built these little like these little hubs for homeless people so that yeah yeah so these so they could like not die in the cold and Toronto sued them, sued him, sued the shit out of him, got him to take that shit off. Mind you, these little freedom truckers out there built themselves a fucking cabin in the middle of the street. Nobody said anything. Canadian. So they could fucking hold their fuel and all that shit to make incredible noise day in, day out, to go haul slurs at people, break into people's homes, to go attack people for wearing masks. Canadian cities I've come to realize hate homeless people um but that's like a whole other most argument for a whole other day like the anti-homeless structures in like cities like in big cities in Montreal and Toronto ridiculous but that's anyways but um yeah like and the number of days it took for police to start like and they didn't even do anything they're just ticketing people they're giving out tickets and arresting you know, we'd be walking out for one day. Like they were walking out in Montreal one day and people were getting thrown across the floor. No, they were out honking 24 sur 7 for eight days. Over eight days, they were out here honking nonstop, literally creating hostile environments. Businesses closed. People were not leaving their homes in the downtown area. People with kids were suffering for days. People like were getting rocks thrown out their windows. Student, the student, was um she made this like um I don't know like she made this like poster or whatever and she was like because people were honking nonstop and she's like honk if uh you accept gay people honk <laughs> if you believe in like I don't know like if you like black people or shit like that like and someone tried to break into their house because of it someone tried to break into their home you know like this shit's nonstop and no one's doing anything about it it's kind of like when the whites stormed the capital. Uh, and nothing happened the fact that there were like I don't know if there were any fatalities yeah there um, was a fatality but the fact that there weren't more is astounding they literally 
wrecked a government like black people got shot for like looting local businesses and they raw like they went into the fucking like government workers are like and nothing happened like government workers and the like beefed up security nothing happened but people were in the street protesting because black people are being killed and they got like that was crazy to me yeah Um, another thing like because you were talking about like you can't even go to school um it's black history month can we like stop calling us blacks like listen as a sociology major a lot of the texts we read are old so i get it like they call us the hmm? i don't read texts like that you don't read like um what's it called we read texts about black people but it's not like when they're calling us the blacks like we'll read like, Jacques, if they talk about like sociological phenomenons like if they talk about social groups like if they talk about like the blacks and the whites no we usually like if we want to talk about black people we read about we read black authors we don't like but it, no but you don't read like a what's it like who like my brain is blinking like Lamert or like um not Santa because Santa is black but not favor favor doesn't say shit like that wait no no like we i've never read like a text where someone was like the blacks like no i've actually never read a text where someone was like the blacks i usually just like because we don't know if we're reading about race we're going to read from a black person if it mentions race it's a black person like but i've read but it's not hooks, necess- i've read like the one who oh, what's her name there's bell hooks there was someone else Oh my gosh, I forgot their name. But yeah, like we read like actual black off. I don't know. Like I've never like. But like if they're talking about like. Just like saying it, just like mentioning it. Yeah, like it's not like about race specifically. But if they're they're talking about like different phenomenons, like if they're talking about, I don't know, because I'm thinking of crime class, I'm going to say crime. Talking about crime, they'll be like, oh, the whites do X, Y, Z, whereas the blacks like xyz it's not necessarily about race but like when they talk about race like they'll be like the blacks or the whites maybe the stuff i read is just really recent because the only like i do have a memory of someone like talking about race who was white but she specifically said like black communities or black people and it was a really recent text maybe i just read really Uh, recent stuff literally every time i read anything for any of my classes because this semester like i'm taking is really social sociology heavy Every time I read anything, the blacks is written somewhere in there. Like, really, there has to be, yeah, unless I'm reading, like, fuck, like, Marx or Weber and stuff where they don't really talk about, like, race at all. They more still talk about, like, class. Yeah. Like, it's, if they mention race at all, it'll be the blacks. And then my profs also say the blacks. Like reading it is one thing, but hearing it in your classes is another. Because reading it even already makes me a bit uneasy, but like hearing profs say it is so like destabilizing. Yeah. I remember I was in like last semester, sociology of the welfare state, and we were talking about um, healthcare in the US, right? And so there was like a graph of like different races and like the mortality rates and whatever. And then um, on one of the graphs, because there were like on the other graphs, there were like black people, white people, Hispanic people. But on this particular graph, it was only white people and Hispanic people. And they were talking about death rates. 
and then someone put their hand up and asked like oh like I think was it me or my friend I don't remember I asked like why like um black people weren't on the graph and then he was like oh the blacks aren't on this particular graph but the death rate is a lot higher and we were so like like bro my author because my profs they often assign us like to read shit that they've written um because there's just yeah <laughs> so and like my prof he was writing about like um canadian like subgroups and ethnic groups the blacks like but the texts that we read are often like older but even then older is not that old like yeah when i say older i mean like like they have the capacity to know that they should not be seeing that but it was probably like, it was more common vernacular but at the time but still yeah it was accepted so, so i don't want to hear my prof saying it and it makes me easy that yeah that's weird because people won't say that today that's like my prof when they're talking about it they'll be like oh the blacks and the whites and i'm like why would you say that and it's like what's interesting well not that's not interesting but like even texts like I don't understand why like I don't know maybe it's just like me not being able to appreciate art and literature but it's like I don't understand why people still give out texts with like the n-word there's some people that are too eager to read that shit out so like Nigger. like no because like my friend to kill a mockingbird Oh, we never read To Kill a Mockingbird. I didn't read it either. I was in the other class. We read, we read Fahrenheit 451, but the what class... What did I even read that? The other year? class was... Read, like, and, but we saw the play, and white people were just saying nigger up and down that stage. Negroes, niggers. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a white woman who wrote that book, too. Oh, of course. Um, it has to be a white woman. Okay. Right? It was a white woman who wrote To Kill a Mockingbird. I mean, yeah. I'm and surprised. They're eager to have their turn. Thank you, white woman, for this magnificent opportunity. Uh, a white woman also wrote The Help. So The Help. Really? Yeah. Amplifying these white women's stories. These white women's, like, stories. Like, um, what's what's her name? Um, Viola, Viola. Not Viola Davis. Viola Davis. Fantastic acting. But, like, why do we keep amplifying these white women's stories of, like, Black people? The whole thing was so like the fact that that like white woman was the one to like save them, and the white woman didn't even save them. Like, yeah, you wrote their stories in a book. What happens to them after? Aren't they still maids? Like, where do we go from here? Yeah. Anyways, that was like a really that was a tangent. Yeah. But I want to talk about the timeline because it's been very messy lately, and I feel like it's too messy for Black History Month. Did you do? <laughs> No, it's too messy for black. Because why are people's videos getting leaked? Why are Bruh. people excited about it? Why are like, and like I've been seeing like a bunch of like random fights. Did you see that video of that black woman who was um like she was crying on camera about how like she doesn't get love, she doesn't have love, like she's thirty one and she wants to have kids or whatever, whatever. Like there's this, like it, I mean, it's like the typical conversation of like, oh, like I'm 31, I want to get married, talking stage and work out, whatever, whatever. And this woman, she said, well, this um, fat woman, she was like, you know, like, I don't give a shit, you're pretty. You know, like, I don't really like, this is not a conversation that I care to give space to because you are, you fit like the criteria of desirability. People were attacking her coming at her, calling her fat and ugly. They're like, oh, you're ugly, you're shit, you're that. Go kill yourself, whatever. You know, you're just sad that you're not getting men like me. And it's like, okay, but if the, like, there is so much wrong with it. First of all, it being like the second time that that happened, because I don't know if you know this other 
like this girl who started doing fitness she used to be like a makeup guru or whatever and then she started doing fitness her name's like alessia whatever something did she finesse people didn't she give the fake like did she get a bbl is that is that the girl you're talking about no she didn't get a bbl like she, she got a bbl made. and then she started selling fitness plans no 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 not her like she's actually like the thing is she was doing makeup before oh, oh, oh Alyssa ashley okay i don't hear about yeah you. yeah yes her okay um yeah so like she was doing makeup before and then she just started posting herself like working out and like it changed her life or whatever and then someone was like mocking her and they're like oh yeah like this makeup guru is now like working out as if you know anyone cares haha whatever and then she just um she retweeted it and she's like well people can change their minds like people can do whatever they want people are static you know people can explore new things like just because I did makeup doesn't mean I have to die doing makeup in my casket you know so and then people started coming at her people started like giving like sending violent messages to her simply because like she didn't approve of her going from makeup to working out like people were like oh you're fat it's because you're ugly it's because you're this and it was see why she always like giving unsolicited opinions like relax yeah it's like yeah why are you (laughs) opinions but it's also like it did warrant the violence that it got and this um the other person like in the first scenario who was talking about like how she doesn't give space to pretty women crying about not getting men she was like see like you like pretty people are morally corrupt there's, she was talking about how like pretty people are morally corrupt because they don't actually have to be good. You know, like they get they can get away with being horrible people because they have the power to do so. It's like how Jeff Bezos doesn't need to be nice because he has the money. You know, mm-hmm. like pretty people don't necessarily have to do like, they don't have to build, like, like we were talking about how they don't have to have a personality. They don't have yeah. to be nice either. They are not nice. They don't have to be kind either. Like they're not forced to do that. It doesn't stop them from being desirable. It doesn't stop them from being desired, you know? And she was talking about how it was like a lot of light-skinned white women, sorry, light-skinned black women who were talking about how, well, you're fat, you're ugly, you're jealous because we're desirable. And she was like, if you guys are so desired, why must I give space for a woman, a pretty woman crying over not having a husband? You know, if you guys are so desirable, why can't I give space to the people who don't fit desirability the way you want us to? You know, like you can get away with being cruel to someone like me because I'm not pretty, because I don't fit the definition of capital P P prettiness. And it's like, like the conversation, especially like in the black community, just like the concept of not feeling, not fitting into like what is considered desirable in various ways. It was just like how it came up like twice. I don't know, like it, the fact that it just came up twice on Black History Month, it was just like, it was just so upsetting. And like, plus the fact that people's nudes are getting leaked, people are getting outed or and people are like looking man. forward. Yeah, people are like looking forward to it. And that, that light skin, that light skinned woman that was like, oh guys, I'm so sorry. I don't represent y'all. I don't represent my mama. You know, do, do you remember? I don't know if you, I don't know her name, but it was like this. Bro, this, I've not been on Twitter that much in the last like month or so. Well, so I haven't really seen all of the things. I just, I got on Twitter yesterday. I saw the I, Isaiah Rashad shit and I was like, what yeah. happened? Yeah. And then even like, did you see like um the woman, she's a basketball coach and she wore like a, a white turtleneck and like, pink pants and, and niggas said it's just an appropriate, appropriate work fit and are we gonna do this again in black history are we gonna have the conversation about you she was like dressed <laughs> she was like, fully she covered was from head to fucking head to toe. toe oh my god head to toe it's like she was don't... wearing like a short anything head to toe people go to basketball games and they wear like 
short skirts, whatever, whatever. She was head head to toe dressed. Nigga said, "Is it an appropriate fit?" Coaches wear like men, male coaches wear like suits sometimes to watch their team. Is that appropriate work attire? Like, what is the difference? Like, like why are we? It's because she's pretty. We're, we're doing the whole curvy body thing again. Yeah, it's it's policing that shit. What is appropriate for a curve? And let me ask you this: to so the people who think it's inappropriate, what should she wear? What should curvy women wear to the workplace? Because the same men who say, oh, that's inappropriate, are the same like women should be feminine men. So what can curvy women wear that is simultaneously feminine, flattering, but appropriate? For you. I I would like to know. Mind you, she was dressed like that for like breast cancer awareness. Breast cancer awareness. (laughs) miss the plot sir tight clothes on curvy bodies are too they're not appropriate right they're revealing baggy clothes on curvy bodies oh they're not feminine which one is it what do you want and that's what i would like to know like <laughs> that's, anyone no one really cares but no one cares you know, no one but cares. i would like like a concrete example plan of what because every time they say shit like this and i'm like what do you want her to do like realistically i wake up in the morning i have clothes what do you want like i just like you can't you want her to leave her ass at home like i don't understand her ass at home left the titties out like i don't get it yes it's like that thing with that girl the weather girl oh yeah and she was wearing the same dress as like i saw like two videos there was a white woman wearing a similar dress as her in another video but because she was flat no one was saying anything and she was curvy and then all over the place Bro, it's Ooh, very irritating. Body. Like, God damn, curvy. The bodies of curvier women are constantly sexualized, no matter what we do. Mm-hmm. And I think it's time to stop that. Um, it's not my issue. You can't avert your gaze. You fucking loser. Like what? What? Like no. Like let's be honest. Like oh, that outfit was distracting. Who was it distracting to? Because I was focused. <laughs> Who did it distract? Let me know. And if you're distracted, maybe you should focus harder. Maybe you're not concentrated enough. Oh my gosh. Always acting. You know, there's this thing about like people acting as if like black people's bodies are public property. Always like people like, because I was, I was talking about it, about how like, or just like I was being spoken to about it, about how like black people's bodies are kind of used as these, like, there's like a sense of ownership over black people's bodies all the time. How like, even with men who are like athletic you know, like men who are athletic are kind of used as these like objects that are like just meant to, you know, like, you know how when um men wanted, well, not men, when the basketball players wanted to talk about Black Lives Matter, people were like, shut up and dribble. This is not what you're meant to do. This is beyond you. Like I'm black, you know, like I don't just play basketball and then I shut down until it's time to play again. Play like I, yeah. yeah, like I'm a whole human being and there's often not recognition for that because it's like, no, you're not a person you're my entertainment you know like this like your body your body is meant to exist in a way that makes me comfortable whether it's the way you dress the way you use your body you know the things you do how you shut your mouth because I don't want to hear you speaking about xyz you know I don't want to see you kneeling I don't want you wearing a black lives matter shirt you know just like the inability for black people to actually take full ownership of their bodies, of their beings, of like themselves. And so in so, so many ways, 
I just find it so like it's infuriating especially in like the entertainment industry when typically like their actions are being controlled and dictated by like white people like whilst most of the players are black like I'm pretty sure the executives of like big basketball corporations are like Caucasian and so like their moves are literally being limited by white people whilst like put like this whole facade of like so when you think of basketball when you think of what other sports like football soccer a little less um because like Europe and stuff but like especially like in America if you think basketball you think football you think like black people you know black men right but it's like that they're not full entities they're being controlled by other people their image their appearance their movements are being limited um even in like the music industry rappers right when you think rap you think um typically you know black men black women but their actions are also being controlled by white execs right their actions are being controlled white execs and yet those like those groups are kind of like held as like the pinnacle of like black achievement in some regards right because you know all blacks all all the blacks can do is entertain you know Um, whether it be in sports or music or whatever and so like we put these things onto them and so a lot of the times it's like white audiences especially if you look at those like rap boys those like white boys who are like um what's it called rap fans so like the white boys who like put all of their like oh they'll put all of their energy into like a specific rapper or a specific basketball player you know like they're projecting their lives onto this person and this person is kind of just supposed to like do what that person wants literally chuck and jive like i don't know it's very it's very interesting how the only like ways out because when you think of like when people talk about like they want to make it out the hood quote unquote they think oh i want to make music or oh i want to play a sport but it's like, are you made it out the hood, but did you make it out of the white man's control? You did it. That's so it's thing. like, it's just different types of submission. But like, it's on purpose people, though. Like it's like, on purpose by like, it's on purpose. I think like white people know that, but I don't think a lot of black people internalize that. Like, cause they think that like working, cause now everyone's demonizing working a nine to five, right? Working a nine yeah. to five, you're under the control of a boss. You're making money for someone else. Da, 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 da. But it's like basketball players do the same shit. Rappers do the same. Like, because you make money, but like your team, I don't know, y'all, I don't know sports like that, but like, I'm pretty sure your team takes a certain percentage. Your managers, your agents takes a certain percentage. You still have to report to a higher authority. So it's like, like, even though you keep climbing the ladder, you still have to report to people. So you're still in this like structure of white supremacy and white control like making more money does not automatically eradicate that and I think that we need to divorce the ideas of making money to like freedom because whilst making money can give you more like independence ultimately you still live in North America like you're still a black person in North America exactly and it's like something else I only found out recently that I find still bizarre is the concept of people like certain people of a certain like class actually strive to like own sports teams like they're actually looking forward to owning a certain group of people and now it's like it's like oh my gosh that's great because it's like you know they also make money they can like live freely quote unquote like they can have like they have some they have more liberties than like 
someone who was owned through slavery, you know, but it's still that sort of concept of like, I own you, you're going to do what I want you to do. You know, like this, like this, there's like this head over you that just tells you how to act and how to move and how to be. And you don't get to be a full person. You get to be as much of a person as they want you to be to peddle a certain image or to give off a certain idea. And I feel like it's interesting how, like, as you were saying, people are being told that that's the only way out. To be fair, the initial conditions can often be so like bad that it puts you in a state where it's like, I would rather be in the state of ownership by a white person than not be able to feed my family you know like i like the state of like ownership sure i'm owned or whatever but that's just like the payoff that's like what you're sacrificing because you know that's like that's the thing with a lot of jobs like even when you're working like a regular nine to five there are things that you're sacrificing you don't necessarily like a lot of people don't 100 like their jobs or even 50 percent. so it's like there's always that level of sacrifice that comes into it but for black people especially it's like this cycle of ownership just constant like ownership creating these conditions in which you cannot be free a lot of times unless well you always like you always have to work hard but you cannot not not like be free but you cannot reach a point where you can provide for yourself in the way that you want to unless you enter a state of ownership from someone else you know unless you're owned by a white man in another way that's sort of like you can't be big and famous unless you're like owned by this company you know and I've been seeing a lot of like white artists like Jojo and Taylor Swift who are coming out saying like I'm reclaiming my music you know like these labels had me in this super like the super terrible contract and whatnot and it's like, I haven't seen a lot of Black artists be like, I want to reclaim my music. You know, I want to take back what my label took from me because like the reality is these labels don't really give you like the freedom to own your music. They own you, right? They own you. So like, I haven't seen many Black artists try to make that point of reclaiming, like trying to fight and take back what is theirs. Oftentimes because the conditions aren't set up in a way that give Black people enough opportunities to leave those situations. Like how... Um, we talk a lot about how like TikTok kind of does not make it so that black people can actually succeed. And so they take like these super terrible brand deals, you know, like this one girl was talking about how this company reached out to her and they wanted her to put an LED light in the background of her videos so that they would get like constant publicity and they were willing to pay her 20 bucks for it only 20 bucks. And if you're stuck in a situation where you're not getting better, because like, that's literally how TikTok is like TikTok is TikTok, TikTok is really good at making it so that you don't have enough like views and shit like that. Like your stats aren't good enough to get brand deals and regardless of how good your content is. So people get stuck in those sorts of situations and can't look for better. And I actually want to talk, speaking of TikTok, that whole, like, did you see the Black Lives Matter Sorry, not the Black as I am. The Black History Month event with Nicki Minaj. No, I saw, like, I read a thing about it on Twitter, but I didn't actually, like, look into what actually happened. So what happened was that Nicki Minaj was having a Black History Month event with TikTok. And it was a Black History Month creators event, ex, ex Nicki Minaj, whatever. And mind you, like, it was an event for Black people, but a bunch of non-Black people showed up and they were the loudest in the group. These big Black creators did not get an invite you know, whereas these small non-Black creators got an invite. And the thing is, like, people were like, okay, why are non-Black creators joining? But then it's also like TikTok invited them. 
TikTok invited them and insisted that they be there. So this non-Black creator, who, mind you, has a very developed Black sense, was talking about how um, TikTok was insisting that they show up. It was insisting that they show up, giving them the link and all that. And people were like insisting that um, they show up. But it's also like, let's not pretend that you like, let's not pretend that you show up because you showed up because you cared about Black History Month. You showed up because Nicki Minaj was there because you wanted to meet Nicki Minaj. Because in reality, if you saw Black History Month events and it was a small artist or there just like wasn't anyone there and it was just like a, a moment for everyone to share, you wouldn't have showed up, you know? Cause I, cause at first I was like, when you see like the poster and when you see the image and all that, it said Black History Month creator events, but it doesn't say like that it's exclusively for black people. So like if I'm, if people are insisting that I come and I show up and I get invited and all that, like if people are insisting that I show up, then yeah, I could easily think like, oh, like maybe this is an event for me too. Maybe this is an event for non-black people. But like when you think about it, if it wasn't for Nicki Minaj being there, they wouldn't have wanted to show up like they wouldn't have been there they don't really care about black history month so the whole thing was just like a mess generally yeah i think the most important thing to take away from all of this is that like i don't know i feel like it's more insulting than anything like we're not stupid black people aren't dumb like uh i was okay i was (laughs) listening to a lecture um yesterday um for one of my sociology class and I think it was Marx who said like the bourgeoisie gave birth to its own grave diggers or something along those lines like by giving us education right so it's like we're not dumb like we know things it's insulting because the white man thinks he can just trick us about $20 are you insane like black creators know their words and it is unacceptable that like people are not being given what they deserve when their white counterparts get so much more for so much less. Yeah. And I think that all big corporations, the thing to take away from this Black History Month is honestly to like fairly compensate your Black workers, one, and two, like hire more of them. Like, you know, if it, Black History Month comes around and you need to be digging in your archives, looking through last names to figure out who you can pull out for your diversity day conference. You need to do better. Yeah, I don't know. I just, and then also in the Canadian context, um, educators um, like teach more Canadian Black history. Um, and I don't think it's like, at least on like the individual educator part, like I don't think each teacher is like, oh, like I'm actively trying to like cover up Black Canadian whatevers, but like unknowingly y'all are doing that. And so I think that like the smallest contribution could literally be to like teach kids about slavery in Canada, teach kids about the contributions of Black Canadians to the creation of Canada um, and what it is. Plus when I was thinking a lot, well, not I was thinking, Twitter was thinking and I was reading about how people keep telling us to get off these platforms that don't want us versus trying to make them more inclusive for us. Like, what do you think about that? Like leaving platforms versus like, working to make them more inclusive i think that's kind of like the whole like the seat at the white man's table thing it's like do we want to sit at the white man's table or do we want to create one of our own Mm. and i think that as long as we continue to operate in spaces where we are not valued like we will never be valued as much i say we as if i'm like a content creator i'm not but i i mean 
we are creating content we are yeah. <laughs> yeah but we're not like employed by like a black like we don't like i make mean money off of it most black content creators are not making money off it especially tragic canadian, canadian content creators make yeah because the tiktok fund like apparently have creators creator, first of all creator fund doesn't give you that much it doesn't give you that much. Much. People don't but, make money off the creator front like that. They usually make money from brand deals. But even then, but, like Canadians don't have access to like money making shit like that. It's usually so we are content creators, but not in the sense of like we don't. I guess we don't have like a higher authority to like answer to. I guess like we're kind of just us. But we do kind money, of what we content want to creators do. don't always have higher authorities to answer to. But sometimes people have like sponsorships, or sometimes people are looking for like brand deals, and people like. Oh I yeah, no, we're not doing that. We're kind of no. we're not creating content to make a profit. Exactly, that's, that's where we don't enter. Like maybe yeah, that's yeah, that's what I like. We're not like content creators in the sense that like content creation is my job and it is my life and it is my drive. Yeah, like it's not like that, but. I think that as long as, so when I say we, I just mean Black people, but as long as we continue to operate in spaces that don't value us, we will not gain anything. Um, So I kind of, because I understand, like, app development is hard. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, well, we should just all make new apps. Like, duh. But (laughs) I do think that operating in these, like, spaces where, like, Black people aren't valued continues to give them content and ammo so it's like you're screaming oh y'all don't pay us enough but you're still here you know like you're screaming Mm -hmm. I don't get enough recognition but you're still here so it's like what gives them incentive to change their behavior if they are being rewarded for bad behavior we know that black tiktok creators make the interesting trends um on that app and they're never rewarded for it so maybe and i don't want to tell anyone to stop creating content because i don't want to divert anyone from their passion but like i feel as though maybe someone should create an alternate platform and then all of the black tiktokers could go there and then like black companies black businesses could sponsor them like that would be so that they could get paid adequately because i do not think that tiktok because TikTok is not even based in the U.S. a lot. Isn't it like a Chinese company? Yeah. Yeah. So there's no way in hell that the Chinese are going to start paying Black people adequately for their work. I'm so sorry. The thing is, I know there's like a seat, there's like a like a place in like the U.S. There's like a base there, like a TikTok. Yeah. Um, but anyways, regardless. They like, still not going to do that though. Yeah. But the thing is, there's like expressing your passion. And then there's like giving out free labor, you know, because like, you're doing all this work. You're making all these dances. You're do- making all these trends. And it's like white people literally regurgitate half of what you made. Exactly. And they get brand deals. They get to put Voss. They get to put, uh, what's that shit called? The like, like they get to do all that and they get all the, all the money from it. Because it's like, yeah, your passion is great or whatever. But if you were like an artist and you painted shit and then someone literally just half-assed your painting and thousands off it, would you continue to just keep pu- publishing your painting? You're just making In more the content spot. for them to copy. You're seeing like your heart. Because dances, like making up dances is not like, I mean, sometimes it's easy, but other times it's not. Or like funny, like the TikTok sounds even. Like all of like, bruh, they take the sounds and they, this is not the right context to use the word, but they gentrify them. Like the, you know, like the girls who, I already told you, chilling, eating bitches. The girls who get it, get it. And the girls that don't, don't. That was like a sound, like a Black sound targeted to Black to black like especially like black american people and then i heard like a white woman say the girls that get it get it and the girls that don't don't 
and they've like taken it and flipped it and now the original creator probably doesn't get as many like like people don't use the original sound as much anymore or like all of the interesting sounds on tiktok dances whatever are from black creators and they always get taken by white creators and like white creators will just like remake the same sound and not give credit they will remake the same dance and not give credit and where are we we we're in the same place that we started well you're in the same place that you started but then the white creator isn't I remember there was a story of this girl who um, had this project to do with this guy. It was this black, this black girl. She had a project to do with this guy and like he wasn't doing it or something of the sort. And he got so famous off it and she got I nothing. saw, I saw that. Bro, that shit was so funny. It's like, Evan, if you're seeing this. Oh yeah, and he was doing do like part trend. Like, yeah. <laughs> that was so like, funny. And then he responded. So he got so much, yeah, and he got so much fame off it. And I just found that so like, ah, it's just so infuriating because she put in the labor to create the content. Like she was the reason the content became funny. And yet he still got like all the followers and all the praise. Boy, people can literally just repeat something a black person said and they'll get so much more praise for it. The thing about creating a black TikTok app is just like, how would that work? I just always like how would that work like it's a space exclusively for black black content creators get paid period that's it the whites don't get shit if the whites want to post on the app they can post for fun oh my gosh what if you're like the one drop type blacks where it's like that's tough really tell that you're black until you pull out your daddy's picture (laughs) you will make money on tiktok that's tough oh gosh but no, no. Like, but it's only like, the blacks get paid if i cannot tell that you are black you do not get a cent you can go make money on tiktok but it's like are we pushing for like segregation now segregation forever you know the oh TikTok. <laughs> but it's like because i wonder too in the sense of like wanting to make the world a better place versus just like shooting it up and finding a new one you know because i don't know like because yes i guess like on tiktok tiktok kind of like I don't know. TikTok's like really decided that they hate black people too. So they're like, as you well. Can't. Like TikTok's like firm. They're pretty firm in their stance on you black know, people. The way I see it is like you can't put the fire out from inside the house, right? It's the same shit for like police abolition and whatnot. That's oh, true. it's only a few bad apples. Okay. But the system but allows the entire it. system is biased. Like the whole system, the whole TikTok algorithm, literally like the base algorithm is biased against, mm-hmm. against, against black people. So what can we do about that? The TikTok creator, obviously the creators of the app are not going to go in there and change it because they don't give a fuck. So it's like, you can keep crying every day about, oh, they don't pay me. Oh, the algorithm is racist. We've been saying it. There's been posts about it. We are aware of it. And what has been changed? Nothing. So like, realistically, there's only so much um, protesting or so much like awareness you can raise for something before you need to start like thinking of the next step, thinking of like the solution. Um, And also like, I think the issue is also like disorganization. Because there's always a few a few um, people who are like, oh, it's not that bad. Or like, I remember when after what what dance was it? I think it was the twerk dance, like the City Girls one, or was it the Megan The Stallion one? Savage I think it was Renegade, what? no, like Reese. What's that last song Megan The Stallion came out with? The one where she was like in the video, 
she was doing all of like the service Lake? worker jobs oh um thought shit thought shit yeah so black creators i think made a dance to that and then it got stolen by white people or something as it as as it does and then they said okay like no black creators make any like content any type of dance oh, yeah. for like a and the week white people like they tried like... to do they were scrambling oh, yeah they and, like, were white like they were like, like don't make a dance to thought shit they're like yeah that's what they did they said nobody no black creators make a dance to thought shit the girlies were scrambling the whites I remember were they were like they would be like moving their pelvis up like they would be like doing weird dances like that's my thought shit like you say hands ass on your knees, standing still shake your ass. like hands right. on your knees shake your ass the instructions were there the, the right it's right there she gave you the she gave you the cheat code and you're like no the, the girlies were shook scrambling so i feel like movements like that like just take your content off the app make a different app make like someone needs to make an app and then everybody needs to like collectively migrate to that app do for remember, it to work do you remember blackout the tiktok blackout? Oh, so that shit with like the one square no 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 like the huge like strike like the huge tiktok strike when like black creators were like this is like the black like we're not creating content that day or something of the sort like yeah I forgot what it was but I remember the because like I saw the person who was um leading the whole thing and they're talking about how they got like massively shadow banned and like all their videos were under review for years but it's like even blackout didn't I don't remember blackout working because so I didn't, like, I remember when it happened. I didn't know when it was. Like, I didn't know what was the actual date of blackout, even though that was intentional because TikTok was like shadow banning a lot of people and making it hard to actually know when to like assemble. But it was really like, I found it really interesting how we were like trying to assemble on an app that was like trying so hard to make it hard, like trying so hard to make it so that we can't assemble. And that made it so that we couldn't assemble because we didn't know when was what. And I still saw black people posting during blackout and they would tell people that it's blackout, but you're still posting, like you're still on the app. And it was so, like, it was so confusing. Like, obviously it wasn't promoted anywhere. So we didn't know when it was, but it was like so confusing. And I feel like that does give to the point of like, black people can't it's really hard to because it's different from like a, an everyday society where you could just kind of like you know hide in the church basement or something and assemble it's like tiktok can literally just remove your video you know if they feel like what you're saying is too controversial they'll literally just delete your video over and over and over again as long as much as they like you know and maybe if you have followers on another platform something of the sort, they could literally just shut your account they can delete like people they delete your followers a lot of times you know, so that you lose your followers as if they like unfollowed you, even though they didn't, you know, like things like that, they can simply do. So I do feel like that adds to the conversation of like, we need spaces that are made exclusively for us. You know, we need spaces that are like for us exclusively. And I don't know if it's pronounced Miria. I don't know how it's pronounced. Like the black oh, Amazon. Listen, love the concept, hate the layout. That app, do you have the app? Yeah. I saw the app. The layout is very confusing. It's so bad. Like, but I love the concept though. Like, I love the, the concept. concept too. Key like someone should like work with the person who developed the app to like figure out app design because yeah. it's very like difficult to use. But like stuff like that, like we need more like for the blacks only. Things. It is good. It's fantastic because it's like even the way they interact on Twitter is very like representative. Yeah, like people love going to it simply because of the way like they interact with people what they've created they made like a, a fund 
like this um, fund for people in need. So like when you click on like the app, when you first open the app, like you can see a part where you can like donate to people and all that. So I feel like it's just created this space specifically for black people and it's a great alternative. But the reality is, I mean, for me, it's in the US. So it's like really hard to have access to certain things. I don't like buying too much from the US because shipping's crazy. But I do feel like it's a good, it's a good alternative that has a lot of potential. And I feel like we could do more with it in terms of like, you know, having other spaces like that for us. We need more Black app developers, web developers, app yes. developers. I say that as someone who knows absolutely nothing about the demographics of that field. But um, if you listen to our podcast and you are Black and you do develop apps or websites or things of that nature, do you it. should create a Black TikTok. Um, don't call it TikTok. They will sue you and don't make it the exact same because they will take all of your money and leave you for dead but make it available in Canada as well because like these initiatives are great but we're black here make it something fun if I could do it I would but I can't so I shan't um and also reach out to the Miria people and help them with their platform that sounded very shady it wasn't it's very great the app is very great but well no the app is not very great the concept is very great I love the concept it's great but and what they do is great but like the, yeah. Yeah, the layout does like it's very the layout and the stuff but you know it's a work in progress that's just life life is a work in progress mm-hmm. create more black spaces more only yeah. black things only for the blacks mm-hmm. for the blacks only uh i think we need more of that i'm in that era of my life i mean we have like like here in well not here we're neither of us are in toronto but in kind of like the toronto area they have like those black owned stores have you seen those like yeah black the TO. black on to shout black out to them because they started yeah. like as an instagram when george yeah. floyd with the ig account mm-hmm. and then now it's a store that only sells black owned pre- like shout out yeah and i buy like my press on nails from there really i haven't been there yet i've been there like the stuff seychelles <laughs> i'll be honest like seychelles like a, a scarf like a foulard like a great like a everyday scarf is like 30 bucks so I mean, yeah, but everything is probably like handmade by local artists, things like that. I assume. But, you know, like, yeah. But yeah, the stuff is, the stuff, like, it's good stuff. It's good stuff there. I really, I like going there because, like, they have, like, like, very Black specific stuff. Like, they have stuff that you won't find at a store unless you really look or, like, shit you'd have to look for on Amazon and shit. Like, it's, it's easier to find that sort of stuff there. So I like it. I think like yeah. a lot of these those initiatives need to need to exist yeah. more of that. Buy black owned. Buy black owned. In Montreal, we have this place called Boutique Espace Urbain, and basically they sell like a bunch of like stuff and art made by local black Montreal artists. Mm. And that's where I got this bracelet actually, and I've had it since like last year. I went like my first week that I moved to Montreal because I was like, I need to see this place. Yeah. And they have like a bunch of African stuff. They have books. They have art. They have like, yeah, so it's really nice if you live in the Montreal area or if you're ever visiting, you should go there. It's really cute. Stuff is also expensive, but like this bracelet, I got it and like it never changed color. I always wear it like in the shower, everything. It says, I am always enough and it's cute and it's nice. Yeah, specifically. And I mean, although people do complain about the high prices, it's because like people need to be paid adequately, you know, none of that child labor shit you know, so, but also, like, I, I think we could finish off with this, um, 
Black History Month is not where Black people start and end. Uh, there's a lot of like, oh, now we got to work super hard to go to black owned stores to read black books. And it feels like such a performance. So like, even as we're, cause like we post stuff for black history month, it's like, why don't we put this amount? Well, I know why we don't put this amount of work all the time because we're fucking busy, but why don't like, why don't people in general put this amount of work all the time? Like, why is it Black History Month or suddenly amping everything up? Even if we are like Black groups, Black organizations, Black clubs, yes, we're busy. Um, but I feel like Black history is something that's we should push to like have known like year wide. It's not like February is the only month where we're reading books by Black people. You know, it's not like that's the only time when we can listen to Black music or recognize that Black people exist because like we exist year round. It's always Black History Month that we're playing African music, which I found very funny. Like my most, my predominantly Black high school, it's on Black History Month that we're acknowledging fucking African artists. Like everyone here is African. Why don't we play this every day? You know, so it's like, let's acknowledge Black people year round, you know, pretty obvious, but also not obvious to many, you know, acknowledging that um, Black people contribute to society year round. I don't know, like, there's just like, it's so, it's always giving me like super weird vibes of way, like everyone's like, Black people, Black people, and then March 1st, like, okay, mute. Anyways, thanks Blacks, see you next year. um yeah but you know even when black black history months ended you know keep talking about black people we're still black we're black year round you know we we are beautiful people year round and yeah we're gonna be be, we're gonna be here year round so be prepared that's not true what do you mean we take breaks oh you mean like the podcast yes bitch we take breaks we like took a month break yeah, but we're About still like round. we're not gone. Like we're here. We're just taking a break. I mean, like I guess take breaks, black people. Don't overwork yourself to perform for the white man. I mean, sometimes we have. To yep. But that's like you know, rest. Don't let them take your labor for free. Don't let them make you work twice as hard just because it's Black History Month. Yeah, you like, can't come and kill yourself for the white man. Please. No, no, they don't want to celebrate you. Suddenly, they, they want don't. you to celebrate yourself. No, no. Don't come and kill yourself for the white man. It's Black History Month. Bro, a white person tells you to do something every day say no to a white person because it's black history month this entire month i want you to defy a white one white person every day yes that's what i when want you're walking you. down the street do not move don't move do Bro, not move wait for i the started doing street. that some people will damn near run into me like yes. i'm like because i used to always just like move out the way especially if it was just kind of like easier or obvious but sometimes like i will be like they will very clearly like even la vous marchez à, like at quatre and none of them will move and i'm like bitch like you want me to go all the way oh you can't just step to the side a little yeah no like, i actually like i started not moving and i actually got dirty looks no oh. i can't people look at me how are you like walking the whole fucking streets the whole like, fucking streets and you want me to like, what is this behavior? What is this behavior? I'm just savage myself on the fucking. You want me to step up on the road to avoid on all the road, bro? Yeah, like no, no, no. Shift. You will move. No. You and your stroller and your children. You will move. Move to the side. I'm gonna move. Fuck. Black History Month. But yeah, no, don't move for white people. You know, um, don't let yourself be. Uh, demeaned if you have white friends tell them to give you money um yes. our paypals will be in the link the link tree or e-transfer uh, e-transfer me 
if you want to send me you don't have paypal no you should get paypal i have paypal when you buy like, stuff, i don't remember the login so i don't use it oh well, so when you buy stuff online you just put it in your credit card info no i use paypal because it's like safer I, that's like a little tangent but i mean i could easily just call my bank and be like these bitches are scamming me deal with the white man's bank never paypal was I mean, also paypal was white still, man, so. yeah <laughs> i mean but, our products you know that we are also bruh shea moisture is now owned by a white man who oh yeah shea moisture shea moisture these people yeah now owned by a white man actually to put this in my hair thanks for the oprah winfrey network that was a surprising one owned by by a white man yeah it's owned by discovery that is owned by a white man fucking (laughs) bet bet is owned by a white man a white woman i think yeah see on god oh shit oh shit anymore that's why some of these products like over time they change they change then yeah. they're trying to make it more adaptable for like everybody yeah. yeah yeah so over time like the quality diminishes and now we're stuck like doing like fucking russian roulette with these with these Say hair products BET yeah. is owned by a white woman yeah in tears and oh it's like black spaces and then white people come eat it up and then white people co-op the black spaces like leave us alone like oh white people God. who go to hbcus y'all are weird i don't care it's very bizarre what? i don't care y'all can come for me it's very weird i think historically black what is it and then i saw this one white girl did you see the white girl who's like in um in a black uh sorority and she was like doing so she because she goes to an HBCU and then she was doing like the the dance like because you know how they have like the stepping? traditional like the huh stepping she, is this called stepping if it's women because I know men call it stepping is it still stepping yeah it's still stepping okay um yeah she was stepping and she did the thing and then posted it on TikTok and niggas were coming for her neck as they the should comments. go away like this one girl stitched it she was like, yeah like i'm a sorority i'm in the sorority but at like another school and i don't think like why is she there and then she, yeah. and then the white woman responded i know she wasn't in a sorority and she replied and then the girl the white girl went back with her and she was like hey sis i don't know if you're angry because you couldn't get into the sorority but my sorors love me and and then everyone in the comments were like okay this is what you're not gonna do what you're not gonna do <laughs> is come for a black woman about a bc hbcu as a white you're not gonna do that you're, you're not, not. No. So even like some fuck? people who are in sororities were like hey sis like you can be proud of your sorority, but you're not going to come for a black woman. You're not going to do no, that. No, you're literally in a black sorority. It's bizarre. So not only do you go to an HBCU, but you took the spot of a black woman who, like, uh, it's also, I don't, it's uh, weird, 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 weird. Non-black I don't know. are very, very good at taking up spots that are not theirs. So don't let them do that this Black History Month. Be loud, be proud, be you know they're gonna be mad at you say that you're angry say that you're loud and then that latina girl's gonna be spicy so so be proud they don't give a fuck about you anyways key this key the key to life they don't give a fuck about you anyways they're gonna they're gonna call you a nigger regardless so might as well be the fullest extent of yourself Thank you for listening to yet another episode of Black Girls Talk. We're really glad to have you guys here as we really enjoyed recording this. Make sure to interact with all our social media. That's going to be in the description down below. Love you guys. Happy Black History Month. We're going to have some more content coming your way, of course. Um, but you're Black. You're beautiful. If you're not Black, send money to someone that's Black. So make them even yep. more beautiful. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Stay Black. <laughs>